Blog Talk Radio. This is All About Wine, the talk show dedicated to the wine industry since 2009. Featuring winemaker, cellar master, vineyardist, and tasting expert, Ron. Basically, what we're trying to do on this program is just trying to educate people and trying to make wine less confusing and more friendly. From coast to coast and around the world. You know, we really have had some, some neat people on the program. I, I just, I love that. Post your questions and comments during the live show on our Facebook page at www.facebook.com forward slash allaboutlinebtr. Again, that's www.facebook.com forward slash allaboutlinebtr. And now, All About Wine is on. Here's Ron. All right. Back again for another week. Yeah. Uh oh. Oh. Mike Mike sled that he has. Yeah. That's right. Or that well, it, it was there. snowing. The what? It was snowing there. Oh yeah, absolutely. We have. Uh, I guess it was snow. Uh, what is it? Oh. Snow? Bird what? Never mind. Um, <laughs> yeah. It, it's, uh... <laughs> it's been <two>. <laughs> <laughs> you brush it off. No, you brush it off. <laughs> Don't build a snowman. Don't build a snowman. Please. <laughs> Don't. No. Yes. Do not. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was. Uh... Oh, gosh. Where am I here? Um, yeah. So. The sleigh I have in the backyard to go with all the snow that we've had. It was cold this morning. Um, It was. was You were out in it. You were out in it. Well, actually, it wasn't too bad. You know, I played golf today, but it wasn't too bad. I mean, it's just the sun was out and the wind was blowing. That's what really made it more cold than anything. That wind. I I started out wearing a a, a, just a thin jacket, but then uh, by I don't know by the fourth or fifth hole, I took it off. I mean, it was very comfortable out there and uh, hmm. except for the wind the wind got chilly at times but overall it, it got up into i don't know 69 70 degrees and it was was very pleasant and then time we finished uh, the sun was peeking behind clouds and it, it started to get chilly in the last couple of holes because it was cooling down again and, and coming home the car temperature was showing at 60 66 so Getting almost winter jacket time there. So. Yeah. But, but uh, yeah, it was cold around this morning. They were talking frost warnings up north, uh, northern yeah. counties and stuff. Okay. But, uh, um, we are here. We are warm. We are ready for the next yeah. thing. Welcome, Facebook people out there. Anyone listening to us? Thanks. And uh, the. Uh, Blog Talk Radio people, if you're listening live, thanks. If you listen to archives, mm-hmm. don't call. Don't get in touch with us. Yeah, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah. You can email anytime or you can get on the Facebook page anytime, but uh, you're not going to get a response right away like you would like you would now during the live show. It's uh, 7.03 p.m. on uh, December 19th, Thursday. So if it's, if it's that time and you're listening to us live, then by all means go to our Facebook page and uh, – let us know what you want to question or anything, comments, that kind of thing. So, yeah. and we'll record. Yeah, and we'll get back to you. So, yeah, but otherwise, mm-hmm. you know, just you know, go to email <laughs> at uh, allaboutwine101 at gmail dot com and any questions or anything, and get a hold of yeah. us there. So we uh, <clears throat> we're... next Wednesday is Christmas Day. Hope all of you are ready for that. All of you who celebrate Christmas is people who don't. But this coming week, what do we got that is coming up? Oatmeal Muffin Day is today. National Hard Candy Day is today. And, oh, I just was brought the wine of the show. This is Gnarly Head. Authentic Black. Gnarly Head puts out... uh, a few different wines I, I know of. Uh, Gnarly Head. This says on the back, here's to 
divines and to a life lived boldly. Uh, let's see what do I need here. That's what I need. Uh, Life lived boldly. These heroic vines produce intense fruit flavors and deeply concentrated wine, matched only by the passions of the people who drink them. Gnarly Head Authentic Black is a red wine blend true to its name, dark and inky. And it is. It's, it's really, uh, it's in the glass, and it's really quite dark. It has bold fruit flavors of blackberry and plum and finishes well with a hint of rich dark chocolate. Oh, that should be fun. Crafted for adventurous palates, this wine is aged for over 12 months, resulting in a uniquely smooth and opulent red wine, enjoyable by itself or with a meal. Gnarlyhead, vented and bottled by Gnarlyhead Wines, Mentica and Napa, California. It is, where's the percentage? There it is. It says red wine and it doesn't say the percentage there. There it is, 14.5% alcohol, uh, APV, and let me see what it smells like. Oh, it is very dark. Oh, it smells great. Plummy, definite plummy aroma coming out of it. Mmm, some blackberry. Oh, I can sit and smell this the whole show. This has got a great aroma to it. Dark cherries. Very, very dark wine. Very, yeah, it says it's very dark color. It is an inky color. I always look through the glass itself to the top and see if I can see my fingers in the bottom of the glass. And this I can't. And it's not like it's real full. It's just a little bit in it. And, it's, yeah, you know, um, last oh. week, I think I was asking you about, uh, you, you, t- you said that a, uh, someone you know asked you or, or someone that contacted you and asked if you had any spice wine. And I think mm, we got right. into a discussion that, you know, the winery closed, uh, what, three years ago? Has it been? Right. Three? Five? Uh, and almost, yeah. Would, yeah, would the wine, yeah, almost, uh, would the wine still be good? And I said, I have a couple of bottles in the other room, but I don't remember what they were. Well, I went back there. One of them was the uh, star, uh, which ah. I believe is the star fruit. Right. Um, that one had been opened, and it um, it looked different. So yeah, it's probably bad. It, it did not survive. Um, yeah. But I have an unopened bottle of spice that I still <laughs> have sitting there. How did show, I not drink show this it for Christmas. I'm gonna have to try it. Um, yeah. I mean, unopened. You know, it's, it's like. Mm, okay. It, it may have survived. It very I, possibly may have survived. I'm gonna yeah, have to try so. that. But uh, it's, yeah, it, it, has, it has been. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to have to do that because that that was definitely a, a favorite of mine as well as the uh, the port uh, strawberry right. port. So uh, yeah, definitely have to. Dig that out, and uh, the 26th, I will be able to tell you how it was. I think well, it was. is it the 26th? Are we having a show yeah. on the 26th? Oh yeah, okay. I wasn't yeah. sure. Okay, yeah. So, so we'll, yeah. Uh, next next Thursday, I'll tell you. Next Thursday, we'll uh, we'll get a report on the spice wine after yeah. aging for three years. Yeah, oh, well, over three yeah. years actually. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I have to Good. check the uh, I'll check the vintage on that and see what it what it was because uh, I never yeah, vintage pretty, them, so you won't know. You, don't. Oh, no, I never vintage. There's nothing on there as far as a year number. No. There's no. Uh, no. Wow. No. Huh. No. Okay. Never vintage them. I didn't vintage. The only thing I vintage was a, uh, a uh, well, the wines we got out from Chile. We had mm. uh, Chilean wines that we sold for one. Those were all vintage. But otherwise, everything I made, I did not no. vintage. Okay. And, uh, well, it had so, to be the latest, uh, whatever the latest one was, because uh, yeah, the last, I, I last drink, patch. I drink all the other bottles. <laughs> <laughs> uh, get that one chilled. I'm look, looking forward to a report yeah. on how that thing did. Good. Because okay. yeah, I think there's people out there that still have it, and they need to. Hmm. They need to know if they need to drink it. So. So yeah. all right, we'll very good. Well, this one, inky, dark. Let me taste. 
Oh, that's very good. Always the second taste. Oh, that is very good. It's got some tannins in it, which I like tannins in a wine, in a red wine. It's got enough tannins in it that it'll probably age for years or two. It is a uh, good balance between the tannins and the acids right now. So, I, you know, if you start aging it, you're going to lose the tannins and might bring up the acids. It's got some, the plumminess does come out. I'm getting more of a dark cherry in the taste than I am anything else. Maybe a hint of raspberry in it. Did they even say raspberry on this? I think maybe they did, didn't they? Um, uh, flavors of blackberry and plum. No, they didn't say raspberry. But uh, And the hint of rich dark chocolate. I can see that, yes. there's. It, it comes in the aftertaste. That hint of dark chocolate in the aftertaste. It's a very nice wine. Uh, gnarly Head, G-N-A-R-L-Y, Gnarly Head. And this is the authentic black. It says Lodi, California, but I think they source some of the grapes from, from Napa. And this is a 2017 vintage, so it's it's rather young. But very good. Get an opportunity to grab yourself some. It is, it's worth the money. It really is. I can't remember how much we paid for this. Uh I should keep the price list around for all the wine, so I know, but I don't. Okay. Tomorrow, National Ugly Sweater Day. Uh, no wine, but all wines can go with an ugly sweater. National Coquito Day. What's a Coquito? Okay. Hold on to it. It is... Puerto Rican holiday drink akin to eggnog. So that's Saturday, National Quito Day. Also Saturday is the first day of winter, winter solstice. So solstice. So that's coming up. Sunday Hanukkah begins, and it's also National Date Nut Bread Day. Monday, Festivus. Tuesday, National Chocolate Day. Not dark chocolate. We had a dark chocolate day uh, earlier this month or last month, but this is National Just Chocolate Day and National Eggnog Day. I like eggnog. It's it's fun. Christmas Day, Wednesday, National Pumpkin Pie Day also is is the 25th. Boxing Day is the 26th, along with National Candy Cane Day. And we'll be back on that evening. So that's coming up the next week. Uh, so if you want something, plus I got some other stuff I want to share with you here too of holidays in December. We were talking last week about December holidays and what all was coming up. And this coming week today is the 19th, which it's free shipping day. Uh, third Thursday in December with participating retailers is free shipping day. Hmm. 19th also, besides hard candies, National Regifting Day. The Thursday before Christmas is Regifting Day. Never knew that. International Human Solidarity Day is the 20th. Mud Day, the 20th. National Fried Shrimp Day. National Sangria Day. National Ugly Christmas Sweater Day is the 20th. I just said that. Uh, it's Friday the third full week in December. It's always National Ugly Sweater Day. National Underdog Day is the 20th. I don't know if they mean underdog or if they mean uh, downtrodden, but it's National Underdog. Poet Laureate Day is the 20th. Underdog Day. Now, they're saying Underdog Day is the 20th again. They just said it up there, so they... Repeat themselves. World Day of Prayer and Action for Children comes up on the 20th. The 21st is uh, Summer and Winter Solstice Days, which is also June the 21st, uh, called Anne and Samantha Days. Uh, 21st also includes Celebrate Short Fiction Day, Crossword Puzzle Day, uh, First Day of Winter, I just said that. Forefathers Day, 
Global Orgasm Day, which is always on winter and summer solstice day, Humbug Day, International Dalek Remembrance Day, Kiwi Fruit Day, National Hamburger Day, National Homeless Persons Remembrance Day, Short Girl Appreciation Day is the 21st, and that is the shortest day of the year, so hence National Short Girl Appreciation Day, World Peace Day, Yolda and Yule, all coming up then. 22nd, Be a Lover in Silence, National Date Nut Bread, and National Ahaika Poetry Day. Festivus, Human Light Celebration, Metric Conversion Day, and National Pfeffermanus uh, Day is the 23rd, 24th, Christmas Eve, and National Eggnog Day. And 25th, Alphabet Day. Alphabet, no L, no L Day. It's the 25th, Christmas, Christmas Pudding Day, and National Pumpkin Pie Day. And then the 26th, National Candy Cane, Boxing Day, National Thank You Note Day, and National Winers Day, all on the 26th. So those are all besides just food. Those are the days coming up in the next week in December. And also, I found something else that was rather interesting. The... Christian holidays the the following week is uh, the longest night is the on uh, winter solstice eve and uh, Anastasia of Simeon feast day is the 25th of December also 12 days of Christmas starts the 25th to the 6th of January St. Stephen's Day in Germany, Poland, and the Czech Republic. It's the second day of Christmas. St. John the Evangelist Day is the 27th. Holy Innocence Day is the 28th. And St. Sylvester's Day is the 31st. Hinduism from the 21st to the 25th is Pancha Ganapati. It's a five-day Hindu celebration. Uh, plus there's... Uh, Human Light Day on the 21st, Judaism, Hanukkah, Paganism, Yule, which is uh, the uh, coming up uh, pagan holiday, the winter festival, and uh, Yalda, the turning point, our winter solstice, and uh, Kalada, which is Slavic for the shortest day of the year, and that's celebrated by parades and songs, and then we've got uh, uh, Kwanzaa and uh, Solstice uh, Zamenhof Day and Watch Nights, the 31st. Uh, and then we've got some of the fun ones, the fictional ones. Yurstide, uh celebrating the day in which the seven gods created the world and the Feast of Winter. Is this month the Feast of Alvis, Hogsworth, Festivus, Frostvale, December Ween, Winter's Day, Winter's Crest, Candle Nights, Snowdown, a celebration observed in Renurta, which is a League of Legends uh, place, Life Day, the Dawning, a celebration of light of the traveler, all sorts of stuff coming up over the next couple of three weeks here. So there's lots of things to celebrate and lots of things you can uh, drink to. So stock yourself up on wines and get ready because they are out there. They're out there waiting for you to drink with them and and celebrate with them. And uh, just have yourself a a good old time <laughs> with all the holidays. There's always something, always something that seems like you, you can find to drink to. And it's, uh, okay, is this what I want? Yeah. Uh, so that's what's, what's coming up the next two or three weeks. There's uh, celebrations for all sorts of stuff. We've got some. 
Oh, here we go. Tassel Ridge Winery in Iowa is having uh, Christmas celebrations. Uh, they, they've got a, uh, the red, white, and blue wine jelly. They suggest you buy before Santa gets it all. Court cages are on sale, gift certificates, uh, half off on shipping, plus a whole bunch of other events coming up. Wine and wood fired oven is on 27th and 28th. Actually, this Friday and Saturday also. So if you are in southern Iowa, southeastern Iowa, Tassel Ridge Winery is available for all sorts of stuff. They are located in Lighten, Iowa. Like I've mentioned before, you can get a hold of them at tasselridge.com. And there is also Whispering Oaks, and they're doing carriage rides. Uh, the uh, Oh, they advertised it previously, but the horse that pulls the carriage hurt its foot. You can't do it this weekend, so it's going to be rescheduled. So if you plan on going there for carriage rides, then don't. Because the horse is laid up for a while. But they always have fun things there and their dinners and everything else is always going on. They are located in Iowa, in, uh, in uh, north of Tampa, east or west of Gainesville. And so a good place to go and check it out there. Amazing Grace Winery is uh, already starting to take reservations for their New Year's uh, festivals. And uh, they are open only by reservations on December 22nd. And it's probably very cold up there and snowy. They're located in Chassis, New York. And then more than likely, they are quite cold and maybe even closed. So before you go there, call them, 518-215-4049. And check and be sure they are open because they very possibly could not be because of the weather in that part of the that part of the world, that part of the country. And I had another one. I know I did. I know I did. The Whispering Oaks. I told you about that. Uh, yeah. Okay. And it's this one's about their steak dinner. We know they're constantly doing their steak dinner. And let's see, is there one here? No, there's one here. No. Hmm. All right, so there you go. We've, we've got you filled in on the ones. I'm sure there's a couple others here, but check out your local winery for Christmas or around Christmas, especially around New Year's. A lot of them are having events on New Year's. You need to get reservations in. It's still a week and a half away, but I guarantee you, if you plan on going to a winery on New Year's, call them and be sure that it is open. Call them, be sure it is available, and be sure that uh, they have room and all that because a lot of the wineries that are open late on New Year's do require reservations because they do get quite crowded. So check that out. Okay. Now, let me let me find the things I wanted to find here. And things I want to tell you about. Uh, okay, Australia. Australia is in the middle of a heat wave. They're also in the middle of brush fires. And they also have concerns about the wine industry because of both of those. So, uh, Okay, I usually click out of that, that won't let me. Let me tell you, Hunter Valley grapes are at risk from smoke, and heat increases risk of sunburn for Barossa vines. The Australian wine industry has gotten off to a really tough start to the growing season. Heat wave conditions are hitting South Australia and Victoria, and then, like I say, Hunter Valley is at risk of smoke taint. The um, most high risk for the smoke taint and sun damage begin in late January. Uh, will begin late January when it starts ripening and they start getting Verizon. But in Hunter Valley, the Verizon began, begins in early January and it's 
going to be a problem because they have brush fires on either side of the vineyards. And so they're hoping everything comes in under control by then. The winemaker says, uh, let's see, oh, I'm sorry, viticulture professor, my name is Snow Barlow, says that there's a good chance that they will have smoke taint. Uh, they're looking to be the most effective of the major growing regions. So the uh, Hunter Valley is the one that is be of concern. Brush fire smoke can permeate the skin of the grapes as they ripen, causing the grapes to be off or smoky characteristic. We've talked about smoke cane quite a bit. It's worse in red wines because of the fact that it hangs in the skin. They make the red wines with the skin. Uh, President of the New South Wales wine industry said the industry was sampling and monitoring grapes in the Hunter Valley, and he said that they very possibly could be affected by smoke taint. It's still not sure because they haven't gotten to the point where they can test them completely. The Barossa Valley has a mix of non-irrigated vineyards with vines 70 to 120 years old with some irrigated younger vines. And they said that the heat wave is really doing a number on all these things. Extreme heat can cause leaves to drop or leave the grapes exposed to sunburn if they start losing too many leaves. This will cause discoloration and then eventually affect the profile, the flavor profile of the wines. Uh, before the grapes have swelled and ripened, the risk of extreme heat is that the dropped leaves will leave grapes unshaded and at a greater risk for sunburn later in the growing season. And you can't put the leaves back, I'm afraid. There are canopies that you can get, but it almost becomes cost prohibitive. They have uh, access to water, which some areas across South Australia, Central and Northern Victoria and New South Wales do not. So the water is very important. The next few months, irrigation management is going to be critical for most of the growers. And extreme weather condition events uh, are of the major concern of vineyards in Australia and Southern Australia around uh, permanent crops in the ground have to be questioned. They don't have enough water to water plants and to feed livestock. So they're having to choose uh, in areas that have both on what they want to do. If they want to continue to feed livestock or if they uh, cut back on grapevines or plants or anything. And above all, they are screwing to try to get some rain. So Australia is having a major problem now. The current record for temperatures in areas is 105 degrees. And that was set back in 2013, January 7, 2013. And they're afraid the way things are going now they very possibly could be breaking records in southern Australia so not a good thing it's it's something that's uh, becoming an issue a serious issue in that area so okay let me go to the next one here where is it there you are the Uh, what is it? Tariffs. We're hearing a lot about tariffs and tariffs for different things. Tariffs for China goods. We're hearing a lot about the tariffs for China goods. And wineries in California are, are scrambling to try to make up for the shipments to China. They are shipping a lot of wine to China. They, I, I think it was last year I was telling you about how China is importing so many grapes from California. A, a major, major amount of grapes are juice. I, I say grapes, juice and wine from California. And now because of the tariffs and the games that the, both of the governments are playing, it is affecting the amount that they're shipping. And now the EU is also 
in the mix. Uh, importers and wholesalers and retailers are trying to cope with a new 25% tariff, which was imposed in October on the wines and spirits coming out of Europe. And it's a new proposal is out now for a 100% tariff on expanded list of wines and spirits imported from the EU. 100%. If you used to pay $75 for a wine, a nice wine from France, you're looking at $150 for that same bottle if these tariffs go through. And they they can't absorb it. The, the, the uh, retailers and the uh, distributors cannot absorb an amount like that. The are still working. They're trying to work with the uh, government. The tariff is supposed to increase on December 12th, which it hasn't yet. So it hasn't completely happened yet. But the list of alcohol price from across the uh, European Union, EU, includes all levels of alcohol, dessert wine, sparkling wine, Irish and Scotch whiskey, and it's uh, is a bigger list than what was sanctioned in October. Uh, the limit in October was for non-sparking wines under 14%. Now it is including everything, uh, France, Germany, Spain, Great Britain. Uh, it's, well, there, there's political reasons, and it is political reasons why this is happening. And the French revenue tax on companies that provide digital service in this country is increasing their charge, which is going to hit Google and Facebook uh, more than any other country because Google and Facebook are active over there. The industry reaction is panicky uh, because the food and wine are agricultural products and they shouldn't be used as bargaining chips, they're saying. Uh, it's an aerospace and technology industry dispute that is going on, and they're using food and wine as a bargaining chip and all this stuff. So it's not going to just affect wine, but this is all about wine. It's going to affect other stuff. The So far, the 25% tariffs that were imposed in October have been spread out over, and they, they've been able to blunt the impact on products, but 100% tariffs, it, they're saying it could damage the business uh, to the point where it would be irrevocable too much for them to handle. The beverage alcohol trade did not pick this fight, they say. Unfortunately, the industry may be forced to do, uh, adapt to new rules and regulations because of the political arena. Importers and distributors are frantically trying to contact senators and congressmen to protest the new tariffs. They're saying if enacted, these tariffs could have the effect of essentially crippling the importation and sale of European wines in the United States. And it would be a devastating loss of revenue and jobs and taxes for many sectors of the U.S. government, uh, our U.S. economy. Uh, retailers uh, are going to be suffering too because they're not getting the wines and spirits in that they're so used to having on the shelves. And so uh, comments are being taken January 6th through the 13th. Mark your calendars. Make a note. Contact your representatives or your legislatures, state, federal, I think you can just put the name of your congressman or representative on an envelope and say, you know, House of Representatives, United States Government, Washington, D.C., or uh, U.S. Senate, United States Government, Washington, D.C. They'll get it that way. Or you can also go to your, you know, name them, of course, and then put on there. You can also go to a couple of websites out there that, you know, just type in your search engine 
email for state senators, and they will have emails for almost every one of them on there. I, I've seen the site before. I've used it before, actually. So let them, let them know. Let them know that this, this tariff war is, is you know, you, you can't replace a lot of these wines, and you can't double the price. And so it's going to put people out of business. Going to, you know, stop a lot of, a lot of sales of different things and all that. So let them know. Let them know you, you're concerned about this. Let them know that you know 100% tariff on, on wine and spirits is not part of the game, and we don't want to play. So let's keep those prices. And you say, well, that doesn't affect me. Yeah, it does. Prosecco, which is the uh, sparkling wine from Italy is going to be affected. Uh, Tava from Spain, sparkling wine. All these ones I told you a couple of weeks ago, I was talking about, or last week, talking about sparkling wines. All those are going to be affected. And there's a lot of them that you pick up that you probably don't really realize that they're made in other countries. You're just so used to grabbing them. Check the label. They're other countries. And the question is, are you willing and do you want to pay double? And if the answer is no, then definitely contact your senator or representative and let them know that uh, you don't want to be part of this. It's it's ridiculous. It really is. But let them know. More of us that contact I already have, by the way. I've, I've already sent emails out to my uh, representatives and my congressman from the state of Florida, the more they get, the more maybe they will understand and quit being idiots about the whole thing. Okay. Um, Well, I was going to talk about something else, but where is it? Hmm. Well, maybe it's in this one. Nope. Maybe it's here. Nope. Maybe it's here. Well, it may have been lost for some reason. I don't know why, but it may have been lost. Well, isn't that just a bite? There was food and wine pairings for the holidays and you know, all the different foods that you're throwing on the table during the holidays is trying it's gonna tell you what to match with it and all that. And it is not here, but we won't give up hope. We will look in another spot here and just maybe I can find it quickly. And it's not there either. Hmm. Well, 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 well. Food and wine pairings. Well, huh. That is horrible. I had this all set to tell you about it. I read it. I don't remember everything. I can't tell you all the all the pairings or else I would just tell you, but I don't know. Uh, let's see, what is this? Is this it? Well, this is something to tell you about, though, but it's not what I was going to do. Mold wine. Mold 
Mulled, M-U-L-L-E-D. Uh, chilly winter months. I think I'm going to tell you about mulled wine because I'm not getting anything popping up here. There are options for cold and room temperature check out there. This article for perfect mulled wine. So here we go. This is what I was looking at. Mulled wine, M-U-L-L-E-D. Mulled wine recipes will warm you so mulled wines. One of the most troubling matters during the age of exploration was the question of how to transport wine without having it spoil. So buyers in England would order wine by the barrel, and by the time it arrived for delivery, it was usually destroyed by heat or oxidation or even both. That raised the question, what does one do with several bells of crappy wine? Well, with the help of some strong spices, apple cider, and heat, you can have yourself mulled wine. Problem solved. All right. Drink mulled wine after playing in the snow, when it's dark outside and rainy, or when you realize you just hate the bottle of wine you just bought and you want to do something else with it, make mulled wine. Mulled wine is simply is spiced hot wine cocktail with many variations, and they're all really quite easy. Uh, adding spices help cover up the wine flaws. Uh, the same issue can be applied today to just about any wine. Uh, simple recipes. Two parts red wine, one part apple cider, some allspice, and some cinnamon. And there you go. You have your mulled wine. It's really that simple. The classic mulled wine recipe, four ounce of red wine. They say here, preferably Zimadol, but just about anything will work. Two ounces of apple juice or cider, four allspice berries, one cinnamon stick, orange peel for garlic, and one ounce of brandy if you are so inclined. That's optional. Uh, a lighter alcohol version will leave the brandy out. Uh, you can also try with different spices besides the uh, allspice and cinnamon. You can use ginger, uh, fresh tarmac, etc., for different variations. And you can add more sugar at the end if you are, well, one for a little bit sweeter wine, but it is probably better and a little bit healthier without extra added sugar, but it can be done. And if you are going to make a, that's for one glass. If you're going to make a whole bunch of it, if you're going to have a party, use a bottle of red wine, one and a half cups of apple juice, three tablespoons of allspice berries, five cinnamon sticks, and orange peel, and then brandy if you so want. Then a large pot, simmer it until it starts to bubble, and then strain the liquid into a glass and garnish it with the orange peel, and you are set. Uh, there's different ways you can do it. You can add honey, sugar, star anise, and just a myriad of all sorts of exotic spices. Everything and anything will work. Uh, but the simpler you keep it, the easier and faster it is. Um, use the apple cider. It makes for a, a nice, better taste, especially if you're using wine that you don't particularly care for. Uh, just don't overcook the wine when you're doing it, when you're doing the spices and stuff. If you do too much, then uh, it could give you a, an off taste. And there are also other exotic things you can do with uh, your malt wine. And they have a, a German one. This is called Harzing and Bold. Herzingenbold. Yeah, that's it. Herzingenbold. It's a tradition in Germany, and it's funny if you like to play with fire. The technique is uh, you take the mulled wine and put it together, and then add brandy. You're going to need a high proof brandy. Uh, Bacardi 151 or something like that, and 
pour it on top and then light it on fire. And when it starts to caramelize and brown, drink it, uh, dunk it into your drink and stir it and savor it. And there you have it. So you can even, you know, have it uh, that way. That's a traditional German way. So mulled wine is a good way, good way to keep warm and do it. We used to sell mulled wine packets that people used to make. They loved them. They made them all the time. It was a very very popular thing. We used to serve the mulled wine warm and cold and it was a great holiday tradition. A lot of people used to come in and buy it to make themselves pots of it for the holiday parties and stuff. Okay, let's see. Okay, that's What's this? Wine for the holidays. There's interesting little thing of the cost of wine. Oh, don't do this. There. Okay. Uh, how much? And then we this may go up with uh, tariffs, so you need to uh, need to start looking. Five of the world's most expensive wines. A Pinot Noir from Burgundy region of France is selling for $558,000. Screaming Eagle Oakville Cabernet Sauvignon, 1995, out of Napa Valley. Cabernet Sauvignon, a half a million, $500,000. Pinot Noir out of Burgundy, uh, Domaine Leroy Massini Grand Cru, $244,000. $244,000. Uh, Bordeaux, France, Merlot, 47 Chateau Cheval Blanc. This is a big one. This is a six liter, but it's still 304375 Cabernet out of Verosa Valley, Australia, 2004 Pinfolds, 168000 1787 Chateau Lafitte. Bordeaux, France, Cabernet Blanc, 150000 That's if you can ever find one. Simeon Sauvignon Blanc blend out of France. 1811 Chateau Yaquim Sauterne, 117000 A Chardonnay out of Burgundy, France, 116000 And... A Riesling Moselle out of Germany, a 2003 Mueller uh, Scharhoff, 13500 Now, these are the nine most expensive wines ever sold at auction. It's, and obviously, the people had the money to spend on it and say, hey, look what I got. Half of the wines at auction have been Pinot Noirs, 24-25. But the most expensive American wines have been Cabernet Sauvignon. And the most expensive white wines, I have been Chardonnay and Riesling. Uh, so, uh, if you're in the market for very expensive wines, it goes on here and says that you need to look how they're made. You need to look at the vintage. You need to look at the viticulture. You need to look at the harvest. You need to uh, check out the uh, history of the wines from this vineyard. All sorts of stuff. And obviously the people who got these expensive wines did their homework before they went out and started to buy it. Um, it's just, you know, half a million dollars for a Cabernet Sauvignon Screaming Eagle. Eh, I, I, I couldn't do it. Even if I had money, I just couldn't do it. It may be great, but I just couldn't do it. So... That doesn't mean you can't find some wines yourself that you enjoy that are good to drink and and fun to drink. Uh, okay, here we go. Oh, I just I found it after looking for a couple of minutes. I found it. Wine and cheese pairings. A lot of times, you will have wine and cheese at your holiday events. Let me give you some great combinations. Moscato di Asti, serve that with gorgonzola cheese. 
Sangiovese, and a Pecorino Toscano cheese. You have some brie. Open up some bubbly. Just on the end, work with a brie. Sauvignon Blanc and goat cheese is the combination there. Port with Stilton. And a Riesling with Raclette. I believe that's pronounced R-A-C-L-E-T-D. Raclette. Uh, Greek cheese combinations there. Let's see, what does it say? Read more here. Let's see what it says about any type of others. Uh, no. It just it, Yeah, that's it's the basic information there on that. Now, holiday foods. Good pairings with holiday food. Food and wine pairings. This is always fun. We've got the holiday coming up here. We've got uh, people gathering for all sorts of festivities and you want to serve wines with different things, but what wines with what? Well, Mao high pie, apple pie, Mao high apple pie. This is, you know, the, the crust sticks up two inches off the pan because there's so many apples in there. Mao high apple pie. Open up some ice wine. What a great combination. That cinnamon in the apple pie and uh, that, that, should just be absolutely phenomenal. Uh, the ice wines, you can get German or even Canadian. Uh, the Canadian ice wines, around $50 or so a bottle. Kirstall with grapefruit mimosa. Kirstall. Kirstall, I believe, is German. Uh, Dutch, okay. Uh, it's a Dutch breakfast and uh, Dutch wine. You probably won't be able to find it because it is Dutch. Uh, instead of the Kirstall, you can try Prosecco, which is a great thing with the uh, Kirstall. Or instead of grapefruit mimosa, Christmas pudding and Madeira. Uh, Madeira is a little bit heavier. You're going to find it... Uh, uh, more of a, uh, a fortified wine, and don't drink too much of it. Rich, full, nutty, sweet flavors. But when you start pairing this with Christmas puddings or fruitcakes or nuts, then it's a phenomenal combination. Uh, vegetarian pistachio roast. Uh, they suggest that you pair this with... Uh, well, I can't pronounce this. Argorgitico. Argorgitico? Increasing the number of umami rich options. Pistachio rosemary rosemary. Greek red wine. Okay, there it goes. A Greek red wine. A high acid, and it'll pair well. If you can't find it, Grenache, Valapicella blends, Sangiovese or Merlot would go well with. Uh, with your acidic fruit pies and stuff. Mince pie and Primitivo or Zimadel. A uh, mince pie or Cornish pastries uh, would go well with uh, that. Roast pheasant and Coast de Rome. Uh, fruity flavors will be coming out of the wine with your pheasant. Uh, it's uh, Pheasant tends to be a little bit gamey, had a lot of dark meat, so uh, even though it is a bird, you can go with the uh, little bit heavier wines there. Prime rib and Reserva Rojo. Uh, Cabernet Sauvignon would be a great choice if you're having, but uh, the uh, Rojo is a good choice. Uh, higher tannins, which will clean your palate with the prime rib, but it's going to give you a, a nice uh, balance there. A little bit too much for the Pinot Noir. Stay away from the Pinot Noir. Roast turkey and marsan. This is an interesting combo also. Uh, 
Marsan and Rosana Rhone Valley wine grapes that produce a richer style of white, but similar to the Chardonnay. So it's going to be a little bit, uh, a little bit richer tasting with the turkey, and uh, especially with the pairings and the way people make the turkey. Baked pasta, paired up with Barbera. You're looking at Italian meals here, good Italian holiday, uh, lasagna, stuffed shells, any of those, a Piedmont Barbera. It works well with any tomato dish because it's got natural uh, high acidity and it dominates with the red fruit flavors. So that would balance out very well. Uh, the Barbera, Italian usually, but you can find some California Barberas. Uh, they are available and they are out there. So when you match food and wine this holiday, then try to get a wine that is going to complement it. Don't overpower the wine. Don't overpower the the uh, food with one or the other. I always suggest whenever you have wine and food, the key to it is balance. That's what you want more than anything is a balance. You want a good balance between the two because without the good balance, then the wine can just completely overpower your food or the other way around. The food can just, you know, cause the wine to be lost in the taste. And let's see. Uh, no, I think that might be it for tonight. Uh, it's almost, no, it's four minutes till eight already. Uh, but leave you with one thought. Get over to your congressman about these new tariffs. That's something that you really can affect you a lot more than what you would imagine. So call him and tell him or write him and tell him or email him and tell him whatever, and let them know that it's something that uh, we don't want, we don't need, and it's going to hurt all of our pocketbooks, and it's going to affect the economy and everything else. So no more of the terrorists against wine and spirits. And we'll be back on next Thursday. Have yourself a very, very Merry Christmas. <laughs> yes. yeah. You're Keep running outside and ringing that, jingling that bell. Right? Yeah. That's right. Sleigh bells. Yeah, it's uh, right around the corner. We have what six days, I guess, until the big day. And uh, yeah. I was doing something earlier on my my other show, doing a little bit of uh, how, what Christmas is like around different parts of the world. I didn't get to all the places. I, I found some website. Uh, it was why or how Christmas is celebrated. I don't know. I forgot the, the actual website, but, and then it listed all the countries and then you clicked on it and it could, it would tell you what their customs are. And oh, cool. it, it was something that was really, uh, really interesting. How, uh, um, I don't know. It was just, it was just uh, like reading about Germany and, and, you know, the, the Christmas tree is basically, Treated like a gift, and it's brought out Christmas Eve, and you know, oh, really? um, kind of interesting. I, I was like, wow, yeah, it's, okay. It's and uh, was it Christmas around the world, or yeah, I forgot to, it was how how we celebrate. I, I wish I bookmarked the stupid site because it was very good. Um, let me, um, I know if it's still in my browser, <laughs> um, yeah. let you search for a minute. I can, yeah. I'll find it, but uh, why? Yeah, whychristmas.com. dot com. Why do we? And then, yeah, w h y christmas dot com forward slash cultures, c u l t u r e s. And at least when I know this is a little different, but when I opened it, it the countries were on the left side, and you could just uh, go through and and look at all the ways that um, at least the ones that they could. Get information on how they are, how they were celebrated. It's kind of a, huh. oh, there you interesting. Go. So you go to, yeah, you go to a country and it'll then the, the sidebar uh, list all the countries. So, but uh, yeah, whychristmas.com dot com forward slash cultures. So, uh, thought that was kind of interesting. That would um, be fun. Yeah, something yeah, interesting. But, uh, 
quite a few places listed, and, and some of them are really uh, – and then they get, they have photos. So you can see how the, some of the, the kids are dressed and uh, some of their desserts and things. And, um, yeah, it's kind of kind of cool. I found that earlier. So well, some I went through the, a couple the of them. Costumes and stuff, you know, in Salt Lake, a lot of countries oh, yeah. do that. They, they dress up a lot and stuff like that. So. Yeah, really get involved yeah. with it. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, Much more so than just buying so, gifts, like yeah. that's true. Yeah. Yeah. We we have commercial lighted for sure. <laughs> yes, yes, we, oh, we yeah. have commercial lighted. So. Oh, good. My Amazon shipment uh, just uh, should be here. Oh, uh, anyway, so <laughs> what was that? Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. What were we talking about? <laughs> my Amazon shipment. Yeah. That's a picture of my front door. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, gosh. Um, like all right, we will. That, <laughs> huh? that feeling you get in the pit of your stomach when you see the UPS oh, truck coming down the street and you wonder what yeah. your wife ordered from Amazon this time. <laughs> yeah. And then the feeling of relief when he drives past you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not this time. Not today. Not this, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So everyone have uh, a great Christmas, a safe yeah. Christmas. Drink wine, mm-hmm. but don't drink and drive. Yeah. Yep. Oh, there's the where's the wine bottle? I thought I had that. Oh well. Um, we have a cork, no, we yeah, it's delayed. There you go. Um, uh, I had to think for a while. Yeah, mine was oh, fast. Yeah. I popped mine oh, right open. That one. Okay. Yeah. There we go. There it goes. <laughs> Do you have a sleigh in your backyard? <laughs> no, I don't. You got me on that. But I can keep opening <laughs> bottles, though. Yeah, thanks. sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> now I got to drink them all before they go back. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, we will see you all on next Thursday, which is December 26th. Uh, we'll be here 7 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. Good daylight time. And, um, no, it's yeah. not. And it's your for- standard time. Yeah, we in standard time because I've been announcing a d- daylight time. No, it's standard time. Oh, oh my gosh. Eastern standard time. Daylight doesn't come back until March. Are you sure? I thought it was. Yep. Uh, okay, how about just Eastern time? There we go. Whichever we it happens to be. <laughs> yeah, you can do that. And since it's winter and a couple of days from the first day of winter, I, people should know it's standard now. Wow. I thought it was the other way around. I thought we were in daylight now. No. So all the times I've been putting on my uh, tweets and stuff have been off. People have been confused, Wait. and that's why they're probably not listening for another hour. That's right. We need a law put in place where we do not have this anymore. I don't yeah. Know. Either do it all the time or not do it at all. Yeah. That's right. Uh, anyway, the 26th at 7 p.m. Eastern time. There you go. <laughs> Eastern time. And uh, seven you know, have a at seven o'clock, <laughs> like he said, yeah. uh, have a safe, uh, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, and um, happy festival, we'll happy Boxing Day, happy, happy all the others, happy Hanukkah, yeah. and everything yeah. else. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we will we'll see, you <laughs> see you all next week. All right, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> this concludes tonight's broadcast of All About Wine with your host, Ron. For show information, links to All About Wine on Twitter and Facebook, or to be a guest on this show, visit this show website at www.allaboutwinebtr.com. Archived shows are available for download on iTunes or on our show page at blogtalkradio.com forward slash allaboutwine. Thank you for listening. Drink responsibly, and we'll see you next time on All About Wine. Good. End the live show.